Hi everyone, Michelle Hoskin, just a next instalment in our podcast series for Little Miss Wow. And this one's quite an interesting one and probably something that I wouldn't normally talk about. Um, probably really just because I wouldn't consider it as very sparkly or very wow. However, um, I went through an exercise with Dee, who's our strategic project manager and our quality director within Stanners International. And I thought that actually it would be worth sharing this as a, as a tool that you may want to have and put in place in your own businesses. So effectively, what um, we are is we're a standards body. So Standards International is a certification body, standards body, we set standards, we train you guys against standards, and then we assess you against said standards. And our procedures, controls, uh, registers, logs, uh, and the provision that we make in order to deliver that service effectively is obviously very important. And our, our, our own internal standards are paramount. They're paramount to, of importance to us because we want to make sure that we as a team are delivering the highest quality of standards, but also for you so that you, know, you have confidence in what we're doing to make sure that we know what we're doing and we're very good at doing it. And we have a process that we have in place, which is of continual improvement. So we are, you know, we can't be a standards body and then have shady processes. That just would not work. So I was sitting down with Dee because we are assessed against an ISO standard called ISO 9001, and it's the global standard for quality. Um, it's not dedicated to financial services, it's not dedicated or specific to any industry, it's a general uh, quality management standard. And all that really does is it just makes sure that the heartbeat of our business is, is at the highest possible level, and, and obviously it is. But we've got our assessment coming up very soon, and um, Dee obviously spends quite a lot of time throughout the year internal aud auditing our processes. She makes sure that we are on a journey of continual improvement and we have feedback logs and, and I'll do probably do more podcasts on the sort of thing that we have in place over the coming months and maybe years. But for now, I want to talk about something called the Interested Parties Register. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is that who is the who is the client you know when when i'm talking to financial advisors and financial planning practices and i say who's your best client or who's your most favorite client they dive straight in and tell me about mr and mrs smith and why they're so amazing and how they inspire them and and they listen to all of their advice and i get that but actually there are more clients um in a business than we all initially think so the interested parties register that we have, which I'm actually looking at in front of me right now, is a list of all interested parties, all those individuals, all groups of individuals who we need to take care of, we need to be considerate of, or we need to just consider um, in terms of what we do. So to give you an idea um, what, what Dee has, and it's amazing what she's done actually, so she's put this register together and she's listed them all and, and I'll give you the headers. So it's who is the interested party? What activity do they perform for us or us for them? What influence do they have over us and us over them? And what impact can they make over us, on us and us on them? We've then listed their needs expectations and requirements and this because of the way that this has been put together and the way that we we consider our interested parties is that it's a it's a relationship it's not we serve them they serve us it's a partnership it's more than just we do stuff for each other it's a collaborative 
a collaborative partnership. Um, so these needs, expectations and requirements are mutually um, delivered. We've then got methods of communication. How do we communicate with those? And what controls and measures and systems and procedures do we have in place for maintaining that relationship and just making it amazing? Because you know there are a number of people in our business lives who, quite frankly, you know we couldn't do without, but we never actually, one, list them, two, think about them, or three, put provisions in place to enhance that relationship. And you can, you could, you could, there's hundreds of examples of that within a financial services firm, which we'll talk about in a little while. So we have, for example, we have our employees, the number one on the list, our team, our employees are our number one parties of interest. These are the people that we have to take care of first. There is no two ways about it. We love our clients. I love you guys. But actually, you know what? Our team are everything to us and we have to protect them and develop them and support them and be there for them when they need us so that they in turn can deliver amazing outcomes for our clients and our other interested parties. So our employees are number one and we've, we've made some decisions about, you know, for example, employee development, you know, the, under the header of needs, expectations and requirements, we've put employee development, safe and positive working environment, clear management structure and processes, two-way communication and collaboration, clear expectations and standards and also um, just good benefits just we take care of their well-being and you know their provisions all around so this is a big one so then we've got contractors you know this is this are our sort of outsourced people if you like so these are our IT people um, these are some of our assessors which we outsource some of the work to these are our sort of external team and they are a consideration for us and for me. And I want to make sure that maybe not quite as much as our internal team, but even still, they are vitally important to us. And we have to have provisions in place to make sure that that relationship is um, and our protection of them and our care for them is second to none. So we have our contractors on there. Then we have our suppliers. So we have IT guys, we have our web developers, we have our proofreaders, because everything we do goes through a proofreader because I am officially the world's worst speller. Um, I can do wow, but I can't spell. And these are the people that, again, are a big consideration for us. Like, oh, is our relationship um, fluid? Do we pay them on time? Do we respond to their queries so that they can help us? Do we help them so they can help us? The, again, these are all our kind of, you know, our, our big things, really. These are the people that help and support the growth of our business, and we need to consider their needs and expectations, and vice versa. Obviously, it's a relationship. Then what we do is quite interesting, because obviously then Steve was explaining this to me. I was like, oh my God, this is actually pretty good. You know, I know she had this, um, and I knew it'd been kicking around the business for a while, but I'd not actually really ever studied it, because I, I had no need to until this point. So she's actually separated our clients, which I thought was quite cool. So it's a little bit, it becomes a little bit like a service standard. Um, but um, I suppose let me fight Spain. So she's captured on here wow clients. And our wow, wow clients are clients who they need more. They want more. Therefore, they expect more. These are our clients that pay us quite a bit more than our other clients. You'd say there are A clients, if you like, but these are clients that have engaged with us at a much deeper level. These are clients who have uh, engaged with us and committed to us over a longer period of time. 
who we have involvement with all of their team and we don't just support them at a professional level we also support them at a personal level whether it be through coaching mentoring um, mediation relationship support you know because life can be tricky so it, these clients are ones that you know they they have a lot more they need a lot more from us so that's quite an interesting thing um, then we have our certification clients so these are our standards clients if you like these are the people who um, have us and use us as a certification body so we it's a bit hands-off um, it's not quite as hands-on as I would like with some of them um, because I can see and we can see huge improvements that we can make to their businesses but our certification clients are where it's a little bit more of a um, a sort of a stand back relationship so they want different things from us um, but even still we've got frequent communication you know we've got and it's interesting here she's put impact and influence high Standards International Clients requires a loyal and happy client bank and vice versa. So one of the big things for these clients is that we're their assessment body. We assess their businesses and their individuals within their business um, to these high standards. And longevity is essential. Like they're expecting us to be around for a really long time so that they can maintain these certification achievements and therefore display the designations on their business cards and company letterhead, etc. So, you know, their, their, their expectations are, are quite high of us and that's absolutely fine. So again, just an example of. Then we've got, it's interesting because then she's put the sector as a whole, like what are our expectations of the sector, the actual financial services sector, both globally? And you know what? My biggest expectation, which I want to push forever and ever, is that it keeps changing. Because whilst ever it keeps changing, there is opportunities for us to come up with solutions that add value. That um, And actually, it's not about the money. Actually, as, as I was saying that, I was thinking, well, that just means we make more money. Actually not, because the, the changes in the sector put the fire in my belly personally. So I sit down and think, oh, my God, you know, that's that's happened well, we can do this and we can help by doing that. And there must be a solution for that. So it's actually the thing that fuels my fire effectively. So it's the thing that keeps the, the juices going around my body and keeps me excited about what we're doing. So our expectations of the sector is that it keeps changing. And the financial services sector's ob objectives, uh, um, requirements and you know expectations of us is that we keep fixing stuff um, effectively that they keep breaking. So we, we're, you know, this is a collaborative relationship, but it has gone on as I, on our interested parties register. Then we've got competitors. Now, really, we don't have any direct competitors in what we do. Um, there are others that are obviously after the same pot of money that we are, but our offering is is just miles apart from anything else that's in the marketplace so we have we don't have an issue in that space but you know what do we what do we want so it says in here competing in a marketplace for standards international services that's that's what our competitors are ultimately doing and that's what we are doing with them but they're on this list um are they a, a, an influence low is the impact currently there are no direct competitors for us and our certification services and effectively the wow thing too very very few competitors consultancy services are provided by other competitors but they are none of them are benched against the international or british standard which is just is our is our clear home we're on the home straight because of that so that that's quite something that i'm particularly proud of but they've gone on our register it's important uh we've got key supporters now if i'm honest these are um, these are my favourites. So these are the people who 
are our pure collaborators. They're the people that work alongside us, that support us, that we support them. You know, we bring them into our proposition. We share them with our clients. We've carried out effective due diligence on them as a business, which is fundamental to me. Um, and as you would expect as our clients, but ultimately these are people that we, you know, we're in that line with, we, you know, we're linked in, you know, not just online, but we're linked in, in terms of we, we work together. We've come up with solutions together. We're in development forums together. We create think tanks together so that all together we can effectively make positive change in the sector. And it's something that I'm hugely excited about. So these are on here. Um, you know, just, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, just, it's quite, it's quite fabulous. So, so obviously I don't have the time to kind of run you through this whole register, but what we've got is, you know, who are these people? You know, what influence and impact do we have on each other's businesses and each other's lives? And what are our mutual expectations of each other? Um, and it's just a spreadsheet. This is just simply a spreadsheet. How do we communicate with them? And what provisions, controls and tools do we use in order to liaise and build that relationship? And, and you know, there's others on here that are, that are kind of there as more standard, you know, things like apprentices, universities, the regulator, and so on. But, but effectively, this document, I absolutely loved it. And I think every business should have one of these in place because it's quite quite something so yeah so that's an interested parties register and i would just like to say one thing in that you know standards are um a, a, an incredible benchmark for you to um, implement in your business um they're not a tick box exercise ever um we actually had a situation and i don't mind sharing we had a situation this week where i was witnessing an assessor doing an assessment and the feedback we got from the client who's been a very long-standing client for ages was this was becoming for her a tick box exercise and that was because um it was interesting i mean there's lots of story behind it but effectively when you drilled it down what had happened was is they had used the wrong language internally partly our fault probably but they'd used the wrong language they called it an audit you know it was an annual audit by an assessor and they produced this massive envelope of paperwork for us to check and I went in I was like what is this what's this and she's like well it's our it's our evidence I'm like we don't want to see that we want to talk to you we want to find out what the team's doing how you're working what who's happy who's sad you know what's working what's not how can we improve so Standards whilst, you know, we've all got them, we've all got standards, personal standards, business standards, but what effectively these standards are, which is why documents like this and the one I've just talked you through is so important, is it's about setting a benchmark of excellence in your business, not a tick box. It's about raising the game, getting everybody to work in line with what you're doing, and it's quite something, it's quite a special thing, and, you know, when I... I'm going through a process in 2019 where I'm supporting and joining a number of our assessment team out in the field assessing firms and I'm going to be there witnessing and adding my sort of two penneth as a bit of a Brucey bonus really and um, I'm learning so much because actually you know the firms that have really embraced these standards are absolutely knocking my socks off and I'm just observing in the day and the, during the assessment so so yeah so just that's just something I wanted to share because I thought for my business and our business it was a useful tool um, it just helped us understand who's who and uh, what value these people add to us and what value we can add therefore to them so that's it from me today um, have a fabulous day whatever you're doing wherever you are and uh, it's always a pleasure to share my thoughts and insights with you. 
and if you any if there's anything you want me to talk about or to cover you know please email me michelle at standardsinternational.co.uk or of course you can tweet me little miss wow facebook me little miss wow or you can find me on linkedin as the standards expert so feel free to fire your ideas and questions and comments away and uh yeah share and subscribe to uh, the podcast thanks everyone <laughs>